Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, I feel about Sports Talk Saturday. No respect. No honor. There is no honor among thieves in the first place. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years. 30 years, they give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard time. Want to talk to the guys on Sports Talk Saturday? Call or text us now. You put hard times on this country by taking Dusty Rhodes out. That's hard time. Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. Sports Talk Saturday right here on WGR. Nick Geary has the day off. Zach Jones along with you. Along with on the board, Corey Griswold. Gonna have ourselves Hi. a good day. We're gonna have ourselves a good day. That's correct. Uh, I don't know why, but Corey, every time we seem to be together on air, um, some sort of weather event happens. Like either the day of, Absol- the day before, the day after. Who, but it, as, as a person, you, who has been trapped in this building for multiple days because yes. of weather type events. Congratulations on that. Thank you, thank you. Um, you're dressed for success, though. Like you got powerful spring vibes emanating. You you showed me off some new sneakers that had some like light pastel I, coloration yeah. to them, a little neon yeah. popping. Even your Bills hoodie has got like, you know, like lighter tones. Uh, I will will into existence sixty degree weather. You, I will do it. You got to manifest it through the power of positive thinking. It's um, uh, spring floozy mindset. I don't Absolutely. know. Whatever you got to do, and it's okay. Now you know what though. Speaking about spring, I always know spring is here for two things. Okay, it's always two reasons. Number one, I roll my window down either when I'm going to work or coming home from work. Ooh, like yes. it's it's one of those where it's like no no no, we're rolling it down. I don't care if it's a little chilly. I gotta feel that 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 breeze on my body. Yeah, it's the weird part of the year where like because of the sun, like the car mm-hmm. gets insanely hot. Yeah, even though it's still thirty outside. That's wonderful. Oh, not no, it's not. I want <laughs> wonderful. Give me no. I want balance, and I don't want a storm front to show up in my car because well, it's seventy degrees inside of it and it's twenty outside of it. But so that's one. Yes. When I'm either driving to work or driving home, windows down, mm-hmm. and I'm just cruising, sunglasses are on, and I am. That's correct. It's all vibes. Mm-hmm. That's right. The second thing is March Madness. It, this is March, buddy. It's March. Craziness is happening, and mm-hmm. I love it. I mean, I'm sitting here watching UMass Lowell in Vermont in the American East Championship. I could not be happier. <laughs> oh, my God. It is sicko season. Like I've got a seven-leg parlay going see? today. 
two dollars in absolutely and let's see if we can make like 145 bucks that's right thrilled i'm excited i already told my friend i'm gonna visit her after work after this i'm like i'm buying a round if i win like Mm -hmm. it's over and she goes i'm holding you to that i'm like i wouldn't i'm gonna lose walking around your house in a fedora and a tank top just like with a rolled up newspaper just looking at all the action that you got it's wonderful it's wonderful well you see my twitter picture i have a fedora on and an alcoholic beverage that's right i'm all vibes all the time that's correct you're gonna you're gonna show up at a dog track like you're just it's right there ready to go ready to go Welcome to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. we got a big day ahead of you. we got Brian Cozio coming up at 12, the host of Tee to Green and Sabres pre, post, and intermission. He's really, I mean, he's the master of ceremonies for all things Sabres. And we've also got Zach Pearson. He covers the Bears for Bear Report because I don't know if anyone heard or if you missed it from last night. But we've got our first shakeup of the NFL draft season, and that is the Bears trading the number one overall pick to the Carolina Panthers for the ninth pick this year, the 61st pick this year, a first in 2024, a second in 2025, and wide receiver DJ Moore. Corey, I got to tell you, man, I, th- this is the stuff I love draft season about. It is the only time in an NFL season where every single team, I don't care who you are, has an unrealistic levels of hope. Everybody does. Every single person's like, this is our year. We're going to be the best. We're going to make a crazy trade, a crazy pick, Hall of Famer type stuff. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be amazing in the blink of an eye. That's right. But I will tell you, looking at the Chicago Bears trade and seeing as well how much cap space they have, which is the most in the NFL going into the new league year, which is next week. I really, really love this for Chicago. I knew they would be able to pr- get off pretty well with the first overall pick because they. I didn't think they were ever really going to pick a quarterback. I think Justin Fields showed more than enough last year with such a limited roster that they could get a little wild this offseason. I am so excited to see what they can do because you have guys like Ben Jones, the center off, off of Tennessee, gets cut, and now all of a sudden it's like, ooh, like they could pick, they could even overpay for him a little bit for like two, three years. You know, wh- and they could lock that down. What I heard yesterday driving around when I heard that Adam Thielen had been cut. Oh yeah. The first thing that popped in my head was like, really? Yep. Thirty-three years old. Here's the thing, though. He's got a lot left in the tank. He didn't seem bad. No. Like, and I don't need him forever. I just, I need him for a couple of years until we win a Super Bowl. I and need then him I don't. for like a year or two. And here's my thing. And 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 a lot of people are probably hearing the Adam Thielen thing and going, "Oh, we just did this with Cole Beasley and John Brown and Emmanuel Sanders." And you're partially right. Like I'm I'm kind of there. I just need him to not drop passes. You know what? I just need him to get the five six yard outs in the middle of the field. And go down. Barack Obama voice, let me be clear. Okay. I am not interested in Adam Thielen as a replacement for not drafting a good wide receiver. Bingo. Yes. Uh, if we, if the Bills decide to get Adam Thielen, you are also, yeah, go get a, a real dude if you have the power mm-hmm. to go get a real dude and stock up. Like, go su- make it, get some super weapons, dude. Overload it. Overload that position because it has the best impact on the field because the dude who holds the football all the time for you is your best weapon. Absolutely. So like the, it's one degree of separation from the best playmaker you have. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you draft, you know, I don't know, a defensive tackle or if you draft a safety or something like that, you're further away from that, right? The only other argument to me is offensive line because, again, small degree of separation from your best player. I think I, I'm in the offensive line camp, I think, for at least in the first round for right now, just because... Is it big boy season for you? I think it is big boy season. I, You know, just because this this wide receiver class is not jumping out to me. Like, the last two years, I've had, like, a huge draft crush on at least one or two of the wide receivers. Last year, I was all in on Christian Watson late in the first round, even trading back into the second round and getting him early. That didn't happen. Big Justin Jefferson guy. That ended up hitting. I was really proud of that one. 
there's just no one in this class yet that's really popped off. And and the combine as well happened. We haven't really been able to talk since the combine. But the closest guy to become a draft crush for me was Jalen Hyatt. And it was a lot of it was because of just unadulterated speed. The man is a race car on the football field. His 40 was kind of slow for a guy that a lot of people were rejecting to run in like the high 4-2s, low 4-3s. He ran 4-4-1. And it's like, oh, like your whole game is based off speed and like you'd just be like slightly faster than like some of the guys the Bills have. Yeah. And the Bills overall, Bulldog's been saying this on the afternoon show uh, basically since the season's ended, the Bills lack speed and they need speed. And that's where like if, if the Bills don't add like a guy like Adam Thielen, I really would love a Paris Campbell. It feels, I would love a Paris Campbell on this team. It feels like they've been trying to address the speed issue through running back. They have. They have. But that's not addressing it. No, it's not <laughs> at all. It's Because it, honest, honestly, and, I, and I've thought about this, I think I'm both irritated at the play calling, at Josh as a quarterback, and really just as We're the We're mad GM. at you, Josh Allen. Furious. It, well, because I think overall, it's like, I think there's a level of disconnect of like how they all want to run the offense. And that's where, like, they keep wanting to add these pass-catching running backs. And, like, I don't know if Dorsey really wants to get them involved. I know for a fact Josh, at least seemingly, either doesn't want to get them involved, doesn't know how to get them involved, or just doesn't trust them enough to get involved. And it's just become a waste of time. And they've added the speed element there, and it just is not working. You have Hines. I think he should be a cut. There's too much cap space there for him to just be a special teams guy. It, 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 it's too much money allocated to that position. You've got to move on from that. James Cook is here. I'd like to see him just be the overall number one running back. I would like to see what he can do there because he does have that pop ability. But you've got to get faster wide receiver. You've got to get faster because Gabe Davis, as much as he's a, as a good deep ball threat, he's not a burner. He's just a very good deep route runner. Stephon Diggs is fast, but he's not a burner by any stretch. And then you're kind of like lost in the sauce. Like you don't, there's nowhere really else to go. McKenzie, you barely use. And when you do, he's too flaky and too flighty of a wide receiver at times to really be relied upon. And Khalil Shakir, not a burner. I just think he's an overall very good wide receiver. They don't send McKenzie downfield, do they? No. And I honest, honestly, I I kind of understand why. Is it because he can't? I don't think he can. I, I And I'm not saying this like I definitively know this. I just, I don't think he can. I think they put him as like a full-on, you're a slot gadget guy. So let me ask you, why is it that he can't? Like, what is it about the route tree for running those types of routes that he can't accomplish? Is it like his placement on making a cut is too late or too early? He's mistiming it. He doesn't understand distance and space and where he's supposed to be against his cornerback. He doesn't get good separation when he releases. Like, what is it about that type of... Because to me, like, here's your fast dude. Good. Go. Just go. Yeah. Rip the top off. But, like... I don't think I ever see him do that. No, I don't, I don't think we've ever seen him ever do that. The most we've gotten is a deep post route. Yeah. Which which he did a lot in the New England game, but those were like 15, 20 yards. It wasn't like him going 25, yeah. 30 yards down Run until he hit the wall. I think a lot of it, too, is his size. He's just not big enough. And if he's in like even like slightly a one-on-one situation, it's a, it's, it's a no-go. It's, okay. it's a non-starter. I think that's a lot of it, too, is that they're, not, they're never really expecting him to just be flat-out wide open. So at the wide receiver position, they really are looking for a very specific set of physical traits. Yes. Tall, uh, tall person, fast person. That draft class doesn't have a ton of it. Uh-oh, like, crap. Like, this draft class, there's a tall, fast guy out of TCU, Quinton Johnston, um, is awful at... One on one, that's really cool catching. I mean, like he's six four, kind of fast, but you expect six four to be able to high point the pass and really just go over the topping and, and 
get a 50-50 ball. He's, he's not good at it. He's not a first round dude, is he? Probably going to be a first round guy, yeah, just because of the physical traits. Him, potentially, maybe. I, realistically, I like Jordan Addison and Zay Flowers probably the most. Flowers, though, you're looking, I think he measured in at the combine at 5'9", but is an exceptional route runner, and he is also fast. When I lie about my height, I also measure 5'9". See, I would always think you'd go 5'10". No. Oh, no. no. See, this, the, the, the two-digit, they always get you. Oh, it's the two-digit. Okay. Right. See, I don't have that problem. No, you don't. I don't have that problem. <laughs> nah, so, actually, can, how fast are you? How fast am I? Yeah. Oh, I've, I've run the 40 before. Uh, and it? I think, oh, what was I, 5'2", something? 5'2", or 5'3", something. Okay. Which was incredibly demoralizing. As someone that has watched the Combine for okay. years. At an NFL level, yes. At a human, at a normal dude on the street level. Honestly, I'm going to say it's pretty good. No, 17-year-old Zach was rattled by that. <laughs> was absolutely rattled. I was, I because I, I think I ran it, maybe, it, was, it had to have been like in May. Because I was, I was training to kind of get ready for college swimming. So I was starting to train and, and do that stuff. I could run the 40 in at least 20 seconds. I, oh, well, I mean, that's good at least. Yeah, you probably cramp up in the middle of it. A little bit of a jaunt. Yeah, a little, a little bit of a jaunt. I remember I was I was working with my strength coach, and I made a bet with him. I was I was so confident. I'm like, I can at least run the four sevens. I was so confident of that because I'm like, I've seen all these offensive linemen sight unseen, and they're like running five ones. I'm like, I have to be faster than them. Like, I have to be. Oh man! And I did that, and I was like, all right, well, um, I don't know what we're doing here anymore. Like, I was just like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing here anymore. <laughs> really, metaphysically rattled. Oh yeah, it was really bad. questioning your existence. It was bad. And not good. But I, it, it, the, the wide receiver position is so interesting for the Bills because it's a position I I've been on them adding for like three years, and they've kind of only partially ever done it. And now we're also seeing as well that there are people out there, and I don't disagree with either. Bring up the idea of adding a tight end in the first round because of how talented that class is. Allen loves throwing deep, though. He does love throwing deep, but I think. If you, if you look at how – we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs and the Bengals, what they do this year to their offense? They became way more efficient. Yes. Mahomes has always been able to be efficient because he's had a tight end. In Travis Kelsey, who just is there. And you can just throw it short and he just can he can make plays. If they could get a guy like a Michael Mayer or a Kincaid out of Utah, like that could be – a massive swing to how this offense can operate. Because they, he does like Dawson Knox. He has always thrown a Dawson Knox. Do, so do they run tight end routes from Kansas City as almost like slot, slot receivers? Routes? Yes, absolutely. So then, Travis Kelsey's a wide receiver. Right. So Except he blocks as that, well. That was Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley was the Bills tight end then. Mm-hmm. And he, he wasn't didn't have the size and function of it, but he ran the same routes as Kelsey is running. Yeah. So he find the spot and sit. So it doesn't. they can draft a tight end to run that, those routes, but they don't necessarily have to. Right and like last year, it felt to me like that was they were having Diggs run those routes. Oh, Diggs became like the all-around one, which I think became the biggest problem of getting him involved, and a huge problem for that about your offense because he's honestly not supposed to be running those. Yeah, routes. he's he's supposed to be the number one guy. He's supposed to be running X, you know, type stuff, and they just they had him do everything. I think that's also partially where he got so frustrated is he was expecting the ball so much, and it's just got to a point where it's like we can't. Like, they're doubling you up here. Allen's arm is clearly not right after the Jet game. Like, it just became a whole mess. Which, by the way, we will talk about the whole Stefan Diggs drama. Have you been keeping up with that? A little bit. A little bit. I'm having a blast with it. Uh, I, I, I think I might be the only person watching it, laughing at every single one of his tweets. I generally think that he just wants to win, and he's, like, extremely kind of clumsy about it, but in an yeah. adorable way, and I'm fine with it. Adorable's like, I saw him on the it. Family Feud. I know what my man is like. Oh, absolutely, like, absolutely. So, like, I this was part of the package. He's fine. He's fine. I'm telling you guys, like, and this, this is going to be my one take on it. I'm going to stick with it. 
if you have an elite wide receiver, you have to know there's a strong level of paranoia. Oh, yeah. And they're absolutely thinking everyone's trying to get them. Mm-hmm. That is what I need in my Perfectly wide receivers. Fine. So when I see him tweeting out like it's not business, it's just personal, I'm telling you guys, he probably canceled a DoorDash order. <laughs> it is not about wanting to leave the bills. I am telling you now. It's de- de- it could be uh, it could be Call of Duty. It could be like I like that's and I think he also loves it. Like he's having fun. Oh yeah. Like I, I think we have to we have to remember here with, with the Stefan Diggs situation. He is rewriting the Bills record book in his three years here. Mm-hmm. He is making a ton of money, and he is now considered one of the best receivers in football. Yeah. Something that in Minnesota he never was. He was considered potentially a really good wide receiver, but you'd be crazy to be like he's top five. The only thing you could was his route running, and that was just because you could see it. Yes. But outside of that, the stats told you he's pretty good but not that great. Everyone was kind of hoping for more. Now that he's a Bill, he's putting together a quiet second-half Hall of Fame to his career. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, if he makes two more Pro Bowls and another All-Pro team and he wins a Super Bowl, he's probably got a gold jacket. Yeah, you don't talk about good NFL wide receivers without mentioning Dicks. Yeah, exactly. And, like, so when I see people, like, terrified he wants to leave or think he wants out— my and then my my big retort is so where does he go where he puts up better production no. and maybe wins Super Bowl? Dad, he tweets like a normal person. Yeah, like a, a like he is obviously like at the apex of his game. Rich and famous knows it, yes. but he also engages in Twitter as if just a, as a completely normal dude, absolutely absolute rando. Yes. So when he tweets that stuff, he's not always thinking like brand my brand. Yeah, my brand. The only thing I brand. think he does that with is Instagram. Yeah, like on Twitter, it's him. Absolutely. So you're right. He's absolutely tweeting about a DoorDash order. I'm t- like, I just want to say, I'm telling you guys, none of that was about football. No. Not, not a single tweet not. was no. about football. No, 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 no. And then, of course, he'll have fun and be like, you know, of course I'd want to play with my brother. Like, playing with Dallas would be cool. It's like, well, yeah, he might do that as a retirement thing. Right. Because Trayvon Diggs is going to get a huge deal from Dallas because he's a stud cornerback that has a ton of picks, but he kind of lets up. These guys also get cut all the time. Yeah. So, of course, in their, like they live in that era of like, yeah, I'm not going to play for one team all the time. So if you're thinking into the far distant future of not now, mm-hmm. like you, of course you can say like, yeah, playing on Dallas would be cool with my, my brother. Not thinking like that's going to happen tomorrow. There's like maybe seven players in the NFL that can sit there going, yeah, I'll probably play my entire career with one team. Yes. Yeah, Maybe no, seven. It's not how people engage with that. Like there's anymore. just, there's, you can't, or no. you're going to get really disappointed exactly. and hurt very quickly. Which, and it, it, because they deal with that all the time, it doesn't mean they want to leave now. Yeah. It just means that they're in the correct mindset. Yeah. They're correct mindset. And they're used to it. It's just, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's and, March lighten up. And that too. Like we're all right. We're fine. But yeah, the wide receiver position is, is so fascinating. And, and of course with the new league year opening up, like I, Thielen is out there. We already know Robert Woods has been signed by the Houston Texans. Like so, that's that's done and over with. Pretty reasonable contract as well to get him on that team. And I, I'm starting to think Houston goes for Jimmy Garoppolo, but that's neither here nor there. I after last night's trade, I think they might just pick the best player available at two, and then just have Jimmy Garoppolo. It's gonna be interesting. Who with, would with be Houston. the best player available at two? Will Anderson, the defensive lineman out of Alabama, probably is is my guy. Mm-hmm. But then they're thinking we'll get Jimmy Garoppolo now. And maybe have a potential of getting a Drake May, Caleb Williams type quarterback in next year's draft. However, right. Tennessee looks like they're going full tank mode. So you're going to be competing with them in your own division. So have fun with that one. Get back to me in a year. Yeah. But at wide receiver, I just I keep coming back, though, to the name of Paris Campbell. I really, really do. He finally popped off this year with Indianapolis. And that's the thing, too. Like You, can, you, you take his stats at sort of – you try to take it at face value, but also realize the context there is – He's had like nine quarterbacks. Yes. 
and he's dealt with injuries, but in the one year he stayed healthy and got it done, he was very, very good. Mm-hmm. And he's fast, and he's 26. You immediately add in an element of, okay, cool, so he's going to be, be here for a few years. Like We're going to get him in the prime of his career, catches balls over the middle, not short by any means, 5'11", 5'10", so like he kind of adds in that element of, like it's not like a McKenzie situation, or even Devin Singletary running back situation where you're like, ooh. But he's as tall as the corner here. or safety he's playing against. Exactly. Yeah, and if he's faster than them, fantastic. Yeah, I just I, I keep coming back to Campbell. I really, really do. Now, with this all being said, we do have to wait for restructurings of Bills' contracts because right now they have no money to spend. Hmm. I'm kind of talking to Ether at this point yeah, because this they where, technically have no money. to this spend. This is where they do they they commit a little tax fraud. The the fun NFL season where everybody's just like, oh, these contracts that yeah. said this now it's something different yeah, just because yeah, we yeah, all now, want now, to. Now now the billionaire owner is just going to pay up now rather than in like five years. That's right, which is good. You know, it's it, that helps everybody. Mm-hmm. But I just I don't know, man. Like. I think I'm at the point now in the draft, I'd just rather them deal with big guys. I want offensive linemen, maybe a tight end, a defensive lineman in like the third round, maybe a linebacker if Edmonds walks, and depending on how you feel about, you know, Balen Spector and, and some of those guys, Terrell Bernard. Defense is a real wild card. It's a, it's it's an incredible wild card they because it is, base, it is a need. They stayed in that base defense for so long with Frazier, and honestly, I haven't seen it without Frazier behind the wheel of that defense to see what um, McDermott might do if it's his show. Like we know, I, we know he's a bit more aggressive, right? That, like so, that—that's a key thing. Is we know he's more aggressive in terms than of Frazier. formation. Like, do we see three tight ends now all of a sudden? Ever, yeah. or th- excuse me, three linebackers every now and then? Do you? Cha- how does the rotation change on the defensive yeah. line? It would seem like it would probably be stable and stay the same, but I don't know for but sure. It, it could be different. It could be something where because I, I don't want to necessarily give my like definitive thoughts on the Frazier stepping away for a year. Did he resign? What's going on? I just do think it is a weird situation that is going on, especially when it was late. Uh, Brandon Bean did speak about it at the Combine, basically saying that they had found out a week prior to that that he kind of wanted to step away for a year. They never mentioned that he's going to definitely come back to coaching for the Bills. They just mentioned that he he wants to coach again in 2024. But I think a lot of people as well are, are... at this point with Frazier, I was one of them. Bulldog in the Afternoon Show was one of them. I think the Morning Guys as well talked about it. I was ready for a change. Not necessarily because I don't like Frazier as a coach, but I just think after a certain while, the message gets stale. And, and Corey, like you just said as well, like you've been in that base defense for so long, you almost kind of want to see what it will look like now after all these years of doing the same thing and, and kind of just in a hamster wheel going up and down, back and forth, back and forth. I'm interested to see what McDermott can do just in his base defense. He hasn't been like the defensive guy since Carolina when he was the defensive coordinator. He did call plays for a little bit when Leslie Frazier was not looking very good at all as the defensive coordinator. But it's going to be a very, very interesting situation and one that I think why I want them to just add some guys in free agency on offense is because I do think the defense is actually in need, as much as I hate to admit that. But... It is what it is. It's kind of where we're at with that whole scenario. That they have not done well at adding defensive linemen. They've done, if anything, pretty poor. Uh, we're getting to a point now, I think a lot of us are talking about trading at Oliver, potentially even for a guy like Hunter Renfro for the Vegas Golden Knight or for for the Vegas Raiders. That would be interesting. I'd be all for that because Corey, like we were talking about as well, like with wide receiver, Hunter Renfro is a slot receiver. You're just getting a better, younger Cole Beasley. Like, that's what you would get with Hunter Renfro. The slot guy, he's always going to be open. 
Josh can go right back to, to which they still need. They do still need. So I mean, like, like then that's the thing is if you do trade at Oliver to get a guy like a Hunter Renfro and maybe a pick, a defensive tackle becomes a need. Defensive end becomes a need. They we can sit here and look at all these potential gaps in their offense, and they scored a million points. Absolutely. It's, but then in the in the moment when it mattered, they scored 10. Yeah, it's just so... The margin of error at the top of the league is so small. It's brutal. It's, it's almost an, it's an non-existent. Con- yeah, it is. But then you did watch the Super Bowl, and, and like this is the thing, too. A lot of us look at this from a vacuum. Like, we're just Bills fans, and we just watch Bills games, and like and like everything is falling apart with the Bills, or it's, or it's ascending with the Bills. Philadelphia Eagles fans, after that Super Bowl, were furious with Jonathan Gannon, their defense coordinator, because he couldn't come up with a single stop in the second half against Kansas City. It just becomes a point of, like, can anyone really at the top? Or are we kind of at a point now of, like, just put together a solid enough defense with maybe a star or two and load up on offense. Just be criminally good on offense. Have a great quarterback, a ton of receivers and or tight ends, and work from there. I think, like, that's where the league is at now is be that. And then figure everything else out afterwards. Because if you don't, I think you're leaving yourself open to just a bad situation. I don't know if there's a single team in the NFL now that is building towards defense in a run game that anyone feels slightly confident in. Tennessee is the only one that is like openly about it. Their uh, GM, I'm blanking on his name right now, but at the combine talked about you know you know teams in in you know December and January when with defense and run games. No, nope. like everyone was like. Huge moron. It's like, did you just wake up from a coma in the 80s? Like, what are you talking about? That hasn't that hasn't been a thing for almost a decade and a half now. Because that's what I think of when I think of the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, I think of defense and run games. That's Absolutely. right. We've gone to, like, 14 AFC championship games in the past five years. Yeah, like, it. Like, I, oh, man, I, I wish I could remember his name. I'll look it up in the break. But that is such an archaic way of thinking. And, like, name the last Super Bowl champion that won a Super Bowl based off, I'm running the ball and we're playing defense. I'm so happy that Titans have that GM. They deserve it. They do. Oh, that's the most Titan thing in the world. Yeah, it's but cool. Then, but then they're, they look like they're tanking, and I'm like, ooh, are they actually going to go for, like, a big-time quarterback oh, now? They're going to tank and draft a running back way up in the draft, and it's going to rock. B. John Robinson to Tennessee at number 11. Let's go. Oh, I would hate that. As a Texas fan, that would just be such a painful process to deal with. I, I want him in Atlanta. Truthfully, I want Bijan in Atlanta. No, he's got to wear a terrible uniform. He's going. He's going to Tennessee. Why would you say that to me? That's just so rude. Before we take our first break, let's get to some calls. We've got Jerry calling in from Kenmore. Jerry, welcome to Sports Talk Saturday, my man. How are we doing today? Good. I like the slot receiver talk, whether it's uh, uh, or even the, another outside receiver. If you slot these guys properly, the wide receiver group does not look bad. If if Diggs is your one, and then you have a one A or a two. And then Davis goes is your three in, and Shakir is your four. I mean, everybody's slotted properly. Then our problem right now is is our slotting. And, and I think Chicago made an absolutely brilliant move. It's the pattern now to get a young quarterback and then mm-hmm. surround him with weapons. They had they they're getting DJ Moore, um, you know, a top ten, twelve receiver in this league. Last year they traded for Claypool. They have a very good tight end. They had all kinds of assets and draft picks. They have surrounded themselves to to at least give him a fair shot to be successful. And 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 I I, I don't know how much you guys do on social media, but if I see Derrick Henry to the Bills one more time, I'm going to drive into a bridge abutment. Jerry, um, you're speak you're oh you're speaking to me right now with that. I um, oh I can't, I, can't, I I if Derrick Henry's a Bill, I'm going to freak out. Yeah, I want you to name the top 12 backs in the league right now and 
total the number of rings they have? The answer is zero. It is how you lose in this league right now is running the ball. It's how you get into third down situations is running the ball. What did, what did Cincinnati do so well on those first two drives? They didn't get to third down. Good teams make first downs on first and second down. They don't wait to third down to make it. And, and back to the defensive question, I think Miami's game plan against us in the playoffs was perfect. You're not going to stop you. The, they weren't going to stop the Bills. All they needed to do was create two or three turnovers to change the number of possessions in the game. And if you take that game plan against almost anybody where your offense is good and your defense can give up big plays but can make big plays, I think that's the focus of what a defense needs to be. Jerry, thanks for the call. And, and yeah, like that's defense now. And, and like I'm okay with that. I know some people. I'm, I'm younger when I say this. I'm 24 years old. I've grown up in the age of you know elite quarterbacks, seemingly all over the NFL. So I, I get it. But like that's the NFL now, and it kind of has been for a while. I would say the last really great Super Bowl era teams that were winning with like really good defenses and just timely scores were the Patriots. And the last team to really win a Super Bowl by running and playing defense was like the 2000 Ravens. Because it's not the Legion of Boom Seahawks. They had a quarterback throwing 26 touchdown passes. He ran a ton himself. He extended plays. Like They had a very good quarterback there. And then the 2015 Broncos is kind of running the ball defense, but they just had in otherworldly performances from guys like Von Miller and their pass defense. And even then, you, you just, it, it's so impossible to build a team off of that because it, it, it takes so many things going right. It is so much, and I'm saying easier in very much loose terms here, but it's so much easier to build a team off a great quarterback and just load it up with weapons, just being in, in obnoxiously creative, incredibly athletic, and just go after it. Because what, what our last caller, Jerry, just said, too, is, is right. Like Miami, just with a third-string quarterback, went, we just got to keep up. They, they threw deep. They threw short. They did everything they could to just stay in the game because what do they have? The fastest offense in the NFL. They put they put any defense they play on their back foot right away. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Tua is incredibly accurate. He's not like a stud really anywhere else. He's just incredibly accurate, and he's poised in the pocket. And the Jets had a very good defense. Yeah. People, and a lot of like expectations, honestly, for mm-hmm. growth on that team, and they could not get effective quarterback play, and it murdered them. And, and that's what killed them. That yeah. is, and that is why they are sitting here ready to sell their souls for a 39-year-old Mm-hmm. Crazy person in Aaron Rodgers. Yes, is because of like without that we are nothing. We are dead in the water. We are sitting here in an in, in, in an ocean of emptiness. That and, is what the NFL is now. And people like if they do get Aaron Rodgers, they're going to be expected to compete right there with the Bills for the division because of the weapons that are already on the Jets, ready to be have less, activated. If they have less than eleven wins, Robert Sala is out the door. Yeah, he's gone because that is just a bad season all around in every way. We're going to take a quick time out. Coming up today on the show, of course, we have Brian Cozio coming up in just about a half hour to talk a little bit with the Sabres. They have a game tonight coming up at 5 against the New York Rangers. They are at home and are coming off an awful 10-4 loss to the Dallas Stars. And at 1, Zach Pearson, he covers the Bears for Bear Report. As you did hear our caller, Jerry, he did mention the trade as well that was made last night for the Bears to trade the number 1 overall pick to Carolina. We'll bring him on, talk a little bit about that and what else is to come 
for the Bears offseason. And, of course, the lines are open. We are taking your calls at 803-0550. Do you want to talk more on the Bills? What do you want to see them add this offseason with the league year starting next week? We're taking calls on the Sabres as well. How do you feel? Where are they at with the playoff situation? And of course, March Madness, baby. Selection Sunday coming up this Sunday, and the tournament gets started Basically, right away with the first four, we're doing all that. As we continue on with Sports Talk Saturday, make your his day off. I'm Zach Jones, along with Corey Griswold, and this is WGR. All the sports, music, news, and podcasts that you want are all on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Just not constantly. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Odyssey is your home for all the audio that matters to you. Download the free Odyssey app today to listen to WGR Sports Radio 550. Brought to you by Value Home Centers for the do-it-yourselfer in you. Well, this song will wake you up in the morning. This will get you going a little bit. That's good. That's good. The dude on the flute just wilding out. Yeah, just going after it. Yep, jazz. A little jazz flute in your NFL music. I've been watching a music show lately on Amazon Prime, Daisy Jones and the Six. I got to tell you, Corey. I, what do we think? I I love watching bands in the seventies who do copious amounts of drugs, make beautiful music. That like, there's nothing I like more the than watching the Fleetwood people. Mac story. Yeah, I just I, there's nothing more I enjoy. Is that basically watching... what it is? Is it just a Fleetwood Mac? Kind of. It's based off a book from what I've from what I've read online. It's based off a book, and the author essentially was like, "I grew up in the '70s watching the Rumors album be made, and all the stories that came out about that." And she's like, "I just thought it was like the most riveting thing in the world." And as a Fleetwood Mac fan, 
I would agree because that was craziness. Mm-hmm. I like it though. It, it's pretty good. It's a little campy. I mean, everyone's like absurdly attractive. Got which some is, news which about fun. the 70s for you. But uh, with that being said, speaking of the 70s and re- the 60s, 70s, th- we got to bring that fashion back. We've mm. got to bring that fashion back. I'm not somebody that's very fashionable. As you could, like, you, obviously, Corey, you can see me. No one else can. Uh, I'm wearing sweatpants and a t shirt. Like, Looking that's, good. Feeling and, good. And, and, and new sneakers. I'm breaking them in. That's right. But athleisure. We've got to bring those back. Baggy pants, the fur coats, all of it. Platform all soles. Of it. Yes. That is high fashion right there. That's right. And this is coming from somebody that has no sense of fashion, but I believe I'm absolutely correct in that sense. Okay. I, listen, I'll, I'll listen to it. All right, good. We're going to go to the phones real quick where we've got Bill waiting on hold. Bill, welcome to Sports Talk Saturday, my man. How you doing? Hey, guys, you need to go buy a gold medallion and wear that with yes. your sweatpants and your t-shirt. There we go. Nothing smaller than four inches in diameter. Yes. <laughs> so anyways, hey, a few topics you guys are hitting on are, are interesting to me. Um, the guy called about Carolina moving up. If they grab Bryce Young, to me, I, I, to me, he's Trevor Lawrence at five foot ten. His game reminds me of, of Trevor Lawrence just at five foot ten. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to be good. But we won't know for a couple of years. Um, Hunter Renfro, man, seems like whenever I turned on a game last year, I remember specifically one time, maybe twice, or maybe the other time was the year before. But he just seems like he's small. Beasley's small with some meat on him. He's just small, and I've seen him get cracked a couple times. And he, he has taken some big lot. hits. Yeah, he has taken some yeah, big hits. It's it's almost like they know he's going to cough the ball up if we hit him hard enough. But so he makes me a little a little nervous if they were to bring him into the slot. But um, the receivers is what I want to talk about. The, not grabbing DK Metcalf the year that they grabbed that Oliver still to this day bothers me. And maybe it's because he made the Pro Bowl like every year since he's been in the league and got rookie of the year. But I remember John Murphy pounding the table for DK Metcalf, and I'd call on the show like every week before the draft. And I'm like, got to get DK. And then they'd bring up, oh, he's too muscular, he's too this. And John would go, yeah, I don't care. I want DK Metcalf. That pick still bothers me to this day that they didn't take him. Um, Ed Oliver, he's a good player. I like Ed. But he was almost like Shaq Lawson when we drafted him in the first round. Turned out to be a good player, but not great. And you got to hit on your first rounders. Well, especially like in the top 10, top 15, especially. Right, exactly. Yeah, Shaq went a little later, but like Ed was, what, number nine? And, mm-hmm. and I just need to see more out of him. And I, and I like Ed, too. I think he just doesn't have the size. He's an undersized lineman, and I didn't like that pick from the get-go just for that reason. Um, my question to you is this. I want them to grab a receiver so bad still. And you keep bringing up the tight end, and you're kind of the same mindset as me. I want to run the root tree, man. We got Allen now with this cannon of an arm. I want guys who can get deep. We already got Knox for tight end. And Gilliam didn't look too bad last year when he was out there. So I don't want another tight end, not, not in the first round. I want Jordan Addison from USC. Mm-hmm. Do you think he'll still be there when they pick? And if not, do you think he's good enough that you try to move up to try to get him? Bill, thanks for the call. On, on Addison, Addison is such a fascinating prospect. He's a Belinikoff Award winner. He won it his last year at Pittsburgh with Kenny Pickett, the best receiver in college football. He was phenomenal, spectacular. Looks a lot like Marvin Harrison. Skinny guy, about six foot. His biggest problem, he's not very fast. He ran at the combine about a four five five. He's a praying mantis. Yeah, but the thing is, he separates so well. 
Like, that is his game, is I'm going to be open. Which, like a space capsule. Yeah. Slow, steady, but definitely separating from exactly. the, the, the like, second and third stage. You'll, like, you'll see Allen throw the ball, and you'll be like, where's he throwing it? Oh, it's wide open. It's Addison. Like, yeah, that's wa- watch a is. documentary about the Apollo program, and you will see how this guy separates. The problem is, I, I think, number one, Bill, I'll tell you right now, just as a philosophy thing, the only player I'll trade out for is for a quarterback. They're the only one. Just as a philosophy base with the draft, the value just never matches to trade up for any player other than a quarterback. They're the only one. So, like, flat out there, I'm kind of – it's not, it's not a non-starter, but unless it's Marvin Harrison Jr. next year, I'm probably not doing it just because they just don't make that much of a difference in terms of the value of, of all the picks or even a player you're giving up. I think he could be there, though, at 27. I really, really do. He did not have the greatest of workouts. He's skinny. So there's going to be, as Bill mentioned as well with Hunter Renfro, teams are going to get a little leery about that. Renfro Renfro's about 5'10", 185. Addison's kind of about the same, about 5'11", about 190. So, I mean, like they're about the same size. Obviously, one just plays in the slot. The other one's on the outside. But if Addison's there at 27 or, I guess, 28, I don't know really how we're working it. I don't know if, like... The Dolphins pick is just going to like be there and then not be there. I don't know. So I'm going to be saying both 27 and 28. But if he's there when the Bills pick, I probably would be pounding the table to take him. I think there's like two receivers I would take in the first round, and it's Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison. Those are the only guys. I think Flowers will be gone. I think there's no way he gets past Baltimore. But if Addison's there when the Bills pick, I think you got to go get him. Do the Bills move down? I could see it. I could really, really see it. it. Who would be available in that spot where someone would want to move into 27 to get it to allow Ooh, the Bills to move Oh, boy. Down? Not a ton. I mean, It, it kind of depends on how the quarterbacks go, because then you might be like, ooh, one of the better offensive linemen's available. One of the better tight ends are available. I think that's going to be a big thing, too, is this tight end class with Dalton Kincaid, Michael Mayer, and then Darnell Washington out of Georgia. Like, You're going to have like a few of those guys where everyone's like, that can change our program. Like, that can change our team right. today. Because it's weird. The wide receiver renaissance is, like, a big thing that's talked about. Where, like, now wide receivers are just like, would we have six go last year in the first round? Like, it's becoming ridiculous. But you look at the best offenses in football. They all have a tight end. I wonder if it, it could also be, like, a chain reaction kind of thing where you have somebody further up trade yeah. out of the first round because someone trades up to that spot Absolutely. they take seconds or something, and then trade back in to the first round, and the Bills are there willing to move out of their spot. Could have that. I think as well, it, it, it kind of depends on how teams actually like evaluate some of this talent. Like I also like Josh Downs, the wide receiver out of North Carolina. I think he could be there in the middle of the second round. So I actually wouldn't be against the Bills trading out of the first round entirely. I mean, I especially because we. I mean, we've talked about this. You don't have a ton of draft capital this year. No, I think they've got five, maybe six picks, so they don't have a ton. I'd be all game if they trade out of twenty eight to pick thirty four. So you know the, the the second pick in the second round and take downs and then have another second round pick as well and they take an offensive lineman like a Matthew Bergeron out of Syracuse who is labeled as a tackle, but we've heard from Christian Paso. I had him on this show as well. Season more as a guard. Yeah. I, I would be all for that. I think that could be interesting. The player that's the most interesting, and I think this is the one that teams could potentially trade up for, Bijan Robinson being available at 27-28. Okay. I think that could be somebody like the Eagles. and Because there, there's maybe, a lot of smoke about the Bills taking him, right? There's a ton, Well, yeah, because it's yeah, every year. We're, Corey, the day we die is the day that there will no longer be a running back mock to the Bills in round one. <sighs> I've got about I mean, if it, if years. It, if it's... If it works to getting the Bills better assets than taking a, another it. running back close to the first round, like I'd fine with that too. Yeah, but I mean, like, it, so if if we're at twenty seven, twenty eight, Bijan's still on the board. 
don't be surprised if the Eagles want to get a little frisky with it. They're probably losing Miles Sanders, and they were built a lot off of using Hurts and the running backs to really make that work. If you get a Bijan Robinson in that offense, whoo boy. Like, that's that's good. And they've got two first-round picks this year, so they're not necessarily in that situation of, ooh, this is like our only first-round pick, and it's kind of a second-round pick. It's not enough. The Bills, the Bills could run the Eagles' offense if they really wanted to. Like, if they're really looking to make an effective use of running back and justify mm-hmm. where they have drafted it, like, the Eagles might be the game plan for the them Eagle, to look at. The Eagles in the Super Bowl had me thinking aggressively for the Bills that, like, any fourth and one you should be going for. I don't care where it is on the field because you have such a freak athlete at quarterback, and so do the Eagles with Hurts. I mean, Hurts is basically a linebacker playing quarterback. Yeah, J- just push, get get a line, get an offensive lineman or a tight end behind Josh and push that yard. He's going to get it every time. Yeah, because that's what the Eagles were doing. If it was fourth and one, it didn't matter where they were on the field; they were going for it. Mm-hmm. So I'd be, I'd be in for that. But the Eagles potentially trading up for a Bijan Robinson if it's at twenty seven, twenty eight. If the smoke is legit, I would love if the Bills traded back. I think you can never go wrong with trading back. You get more assets. You likely get another pick the next year. You'll get another second or third round pick in that year. I'm all for it. What's always. the value of that pick? Twenty eight. Let's just let's say Ooh. it's twenty eight. Like what? Like there's a chart, right? That yeah. people use for it. Yep, the Jimmy Johnson chart is really where it started. What in is the it 90s. supposed to get you? Can it get you multiple picks? Uh, maybe two. I think realistically, you're you're swapping the picks yeah. with the person. If it's the first and maybe round, maybe a bonus, so, so, maybe yeah. like a later bonus round pick, a third or fourth yeah. or fifth or something. Or like that. if it is like a player that they desperately want, you could maybe finagle like, hey, a second rounder next year. We'll flip a second rounder next year and like a fifth this year, right? And all of a sudden, it's like, all right, cool, sweet. But I would not be against the Bills trading back just to kind of get more value, you know, reallocate kind of the picks that they've lost just from comp picks, even the Naeem Hines trade that they did. I'd be all right with it. I'm I'm all right with it. Okay. I think especially like where you're at now in the draft and how good the Bills are at. When you pick in the late 20s, even the 30s, you're effectively taking a second-round talent. You're not actually taking, by most people's metric, really and truly a first-round player. But there has to be 32, or in this case, 31 this year. So they will be first-round picks. But that does not necessarily mean that they are actually valued at that spot. It's just more is like, okay, like you're, you've got to make a pick. you got to take somebody. You don't. You don't. You, you can, can be just the, let the clock expire. You could be the Vikings and just let the clock expire. That's but right. you will ultimately pick somebody. Okay. But so that's why I, I wouldn't be against them training back. I think especially because there's there's pretty solid offensive line talent in this draft that I'm not against. And the wide receivers, I think, are probably you're probably going to get better value in the second round. But if Addison is there at 27, 28, I would be all for taking him. I would absolutely be all for taking him. We're going to take a quick timeout. Coming up in about 10 minutes or so, Brian Kozil is going to join the show as we get ready for the Buffalo Sabres to take on the New York Rangers later tonight at 5 o'clock. They host the Rangers. This is coming after their abysmal loss to the Dallas Stars on Thursday. We'll talk a little bit about that when we come back. You're listening to Sports Talk Saturday. Nate Geary has a day off. I'm Zach Jones along with Corey Griswold, and this is WGR. Never miss a moment of WGR Sports Radio 550 again. Rewind up to 24 hours with Odyssey Rewind. Download the Odyssey app, select WGR, and go back in time. Driven by Northtown Automotive. Shop online at NorthtownAuto.com. I'm... WGR Apparel at WGR550Shop.com. Load up on t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, and more, including a Howard Pick sweatshirt. Get yours now before they're gone at WGR550Shop.com.
Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. Coming up in just a few minutes, our own Brian Cozio will be joining the show as we do a little bit of a pre-pregame for the Sabres game later tonight at 5 o'clock as they take on the New York Rangers. And, uh, Corey, um, how do I want to put this? They have not been good. They have straight up been embarrassing. Real live booty cheeks. And I, I don't... It's tough. I don't want to say it's like a young team problem. I think like they Why just... Why U-G-N-G? Why U-N-G problem? Not young as an oh, actual yeah. young, but yep. an, like ASAP Sabres kind of situation. <laughs> but it's just like... I don't know. I didn't get to watch much of the Dallas game. I was running errands, so I'm kind of like seeing it on my phone. And Sounds I was like you didn't miss much, buddy. Oh, I didn't. I did. I caught that not pop miss pop. I was talking to Bulldog yesterday. We were on. Why? Where'd you meet him? Where'd you see him? Oh, you know, we were just hanging out okay. at like three o'clock on air. It was weird. Here? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why. Oh, I don't know. they should put you on the radio. Uh, thank you. Yeah, but we were just kind of talking about it. And I'm like, yeah, like I was running errands, and I'm like getting updates on my phone, like every time there's a goal, and like at a certain point, I kind of thought my phone had a problem. <laughs> And I went to Twitter, and I'm like, oh, oh, it's not my phone. Okay. I just... It's been a while since they caught one of those, too. Uh, yeah, t- 2005 was the last time they lost yeah. 10... They let in 10 goals. I, I, but I would like to point out what happened in 2005. Well, uh, people, Ryan Miller got hurt. Yeah, people forget that game. Like, But like that team had some wild games that year in 05-06. Like, they, scored, they put a couple of double-digit spots on other teams, and they caught a couple. Like, that... And like almost every a game, it felt team. like they were just freaking out in the last thirty seconds, trying to avoid the game tying goal, like oh, in their funny. own in their own side of the ice. Like just never had possession of the puck. Just the other team like blasting away at Ryan Miller, and like they have a one goal lead with thirty seconds, and everybody's just like panicking. And, Feels like but, you had to load up on heart pills. Oh god, yeah, it was a lot. It was so much. Oh my god, <laughs> it was a lot. It was so much. I'm like hearing you like reliving it live. That's good. That's good. But it just. It's not a young team problem that they're having. Like, they have real defensive structure and goaltending issues. Mm. Defense, you can sort of they figure sc- out. They scored what? Five? Four. They scored four. Yeah, like, they're not, it's not that they ain't scoring. Oh, no. We've known that all year. Right. Like, they can score in bunches, Doing they fine. can kill teams. Yeah. They also seem to not want to ever play in a comeback. But they also, like, they make dumb mistakes, not just on the blue line. Like, it's not the bl- defensemen who are. Blowing it like yep. they're, they're like at the forward ranks they've they they've screwed up too. Yep, it's so, and it's it's oh. it's a team defensive mindset that is killing them right now. I'm not necessarily. I don't think you can have. You can't talk to me about how good Dowling is and how good Samuelson is and how good Power is and have the other three dudes take the blame for how bad for how weak they are in defense. Like, no, that's not how this works. You don't get to have two generational yeah. talents and on defense this. and tell me your defensive core is the I part will that tell needs you, to work. I do think Dowling is playing hurt. I there's something up there. I mean, obviously he did miss games with yes. a with a lower body injury. It looked like a lower back to me. Samuelson's just, probably still playing hurt. Samuelson's probably still playing hurt. Power's just straight up still trying to figure it out. Yep. And then you do have, to me at least, bad defensemen in like Jacob Bryson. Again, it feels like their problems will be solved with time. I hope so. And a goalie. But that's the other thing. You can't just wait for Devin Levi. Number one, that's not a sure thing. It's not like he's this like 100% can't miss generational talent. He's not. He also doesn't have like a, a ton of hockey experience in college. I think he's got a total of, like, I think, 65, 66 games played, and Ryan Miller had, like, 160 by the time he got to Rochester. That was supposed to be Comrie. Yeah. And my man's getting Archduke Franz Ferdinand in the net on live TV, and nobody's doing anything about it. I could not believe. After, like, I think eight goals, I was sitting there going, Comrie can't be in still. What shocked me was was in for all ten. The timestamp of when it happened. When I heard, like, it was, like, eight, 
because I didn't watch the game. I got better things to do than sports. That's stupid. I when I heard that like there was eight or nine minutes left in the game, and it was already that bad, I was like, oh, <laughs> like oh my gosh, that's a, that's a a little people looking around on the bench like was he's not he's, we're not I'm not going to get him. I I said it yesterday, and like like it, and we were talking a lot about it on the afternoon show, but it's like. This team talks about how much they like each other, but I'm not going to lie. That performance had me sitting there going, but do you like Comrie? Was, like, like, what was that about? Who was the backup that night? Was it? Uh, I think it was. Was it Lukanen? Lukanen? I think it was. Was he like in the Was he in the hot seat and he was like, mm, I don't know, I had some Indian tonight. I don't know if you yeah, want like, me. I, I, like if I crouch down, we're going to have a problem here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Don't put me out. There. They can't show it on TV. Like, I don't know. Don't, but don't it, it, it was a very weird performance. And it's, it's something where like I haven't felt this way about the Sabres all year. Like I've looked forward to all of their games. I want to watch all of their games if I can. And like now coming into tonight, I'm like that that left such a sour taste in my mouth. Then I'm like, I'm gonna be very tentative about watching tonight. Yeah, and it and I don't like that feeling because like this team has really brought me back in. Like I'm all in on the Sabers, and like a performance like that, and really just losing five of your last six in a playoff race, it's a tough pill to swallow. Honestly, hearing Paul because I, I I heard Paul yesterday talk about it. Mm-hmm. You might have heard it too. You might have been around. Um, talking about like just the nature of how streaky they are. Oh, and, and they are. And like, have they picked a bad time to have a streak? Will they have a, a streak on the other end of this where they try to get he outright, right? He outright said they he expects them to have a winning streak. Yeah, probably pretty soon. And I I mean he's he's probably right. So like, okay, we'll see if the streak to begin. It's, it's you're waiting to see when the ship writes itself. I yep. don't expect them to collapse here all the way out to April. Like that's not what I expect. So. Where do they get it? Figure it out, and how do they figure it out? And will they do it in time? That's the yeah, question. That's now. that's the key question. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back on the other side, our own Brian Kozil, the host of the T to Green Show that you'll hear on Saturday mornings here on WGR, and the Sabres pre, post, and intermission host. He'll be joining the show next as we get ready for the Sabres to take on the New York Rangers later tonight at 5 o'clock pregame with Brian Kozil and Paul Hamilton. Starts at 4. That's all right here on WGR. Did you know that you can into all your favorite teams, station shows, and even podcasts, all on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Jeremy White here for FanDuel Sportsbook. This March, take your first shot at college hoops with FanDuel. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 